David, let's, let's start talking about some movies. Okay. Um, first, before we, before we actually just break down our best of the year lists, um, movie year, do you think 2023 has been a good movie year? Um, I think this is one of the better movie years we've had since uh, maybe since 2019. Um, it might be the best one since 2019 because we had some gauntlets and there's still some kind of coming out. Imagine how good it would have been too if we had like Dune 2 this year. Honestly, that's that just the worst thing. Like in November where we didn't have very many movies coming out. And I just can't believe that they tried to convince themselves that the Hunger Games movie was really good. It was Sorry. pretty good. <laughs> Not very good. It was. Pretty good. It's not making your top five. Let me look. No, I don't have to look. I'm kidding. It's not. It did not. I'll tell you right now that Hunger Games movie is at 18. So it's like, it was decent, but I'm like, it's not going to hit top 15 on me for me. So. All right. Well, before we actually just start ranking them best ones, what, what is the worst movie that you, 2023 movie that you saw? Hmm. I'm just very interested. I actually just talked about this. You did just talk about it. Um, yeah. But let's say it because it's obvious. Um, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Um, Winnie the Pooh became public domain um, after however many years Disney had it. Uh, and honestly, after seeing this movie, may, maybe, maybe I'm in support of monopolizing these characters <laughs> yeah. and just keeping them under control of one yep. uh, big company because this was a rough movie. Uh, it is a 1.2 out of 5 star in Letterboxd. Uh, the other two people that have seen this that I know also gave it a half star. Actually, what's funny is one of these people, I suggest that she used to watch it on her story, not knowing anything about it other than it being bad. And she was mad at me. I was like, dog, you chose to watch that. You saw the rating. Yeah, you could have looked at the poster, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, it, it was bad. It was so, so bad. Um, yeah, we talk about this sometimes, but it was past bad funny. It was like bad, like annoyed, like dude. Where you're constantly like hitting the up arrow on your remote so you can check and see how much time you have left in yes. this movie. Yeah. So I... You know, I'm, I've that's past me. I mean, I have been curious. I've been like, I'm just, I want to see what this movie is like. I know it's gonna be bad, but I'm just curious. And it, it met that expectation in being bad. So that's the worst. Other one you mentioned already, Shazam: Fury of the Gods, was just was just not good. So that was yeah. I'm I'm not watching that. I'm just I am now reached the point in my life. I say this like I'm 45, 23. Uh, <laughs> I've reached a point in my life where if I think a superhero movie looks bad, I'm just gonna not watch it. You can't afford to watch. You don't, don't, you don't have the time to watch that. Really yeah. I'm just not going to watch a superhero movie that looks bad. And that movie looked terrible. And I, Is that your worst watch of the year? Or do you actually I have... haven't seen it. I wouldn't watch oh, it because true. you hated it so much. My worst one of the year, it, it's almost a superhero movie. I'll talk about that one too. The Apple TV Plus movie Ghosted starring Ana de Armas oh, you went with, you went and that? Chris Evans. That was a while ago. A movie that I had a one star rating on. This is a movie written and it's made by AI. Like seriously, just no. But no. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. the the Jeez. writing is lazy. Anna Darmus and Chris Evans have no chemistry, which is shocking. Um, it's pretty. They're they're terrible. It, the plot here's the plot. It is, it is Cole, who's played by Chris Evans, is a like farmer, um, like nature green thumb guy. That's all he cares about. And Ana de Armas is a secret agent who has no attachments. Classic, like, I don't have anyone. I don't talk to anyone. And they, like, get accidentally onto a mission together and they have to save the world. 
And I don't even remember a lot of the stuff about the villains in this movie. This is terrible. It was, it didn't look good. Um, most of the action sequences are CGI crap and it was not well acted at all. Incredibly wooden performances. Ana de Armas is wearing possibly one of the worst fake wigs I've ever seen in my entire life in a movie. And if That's you so could close just to her at, normal hair, why didn't you just use that? If you're, <laughs> if you're in a place right now where you can do this, essentially if you're not driving, just Google the poster. Yeah, I saw it. The movie's as good as the poster. This movie's terrible. It was made on Microsoft Word. And I'd, I'd like to say this this um, Agent Argyle movie that's coming out. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Also looks equally as bad. Every time I see the trailer, I think, God, this is terrible. What's it? How do you From the twisted it? mind of Matthew Vaughn, who made the Kingsman movies, which I would not describe as twisted in any way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. comes a Dua Lipa, Henry Cavill movie that's about a book, that's about an author who writes books that are exciting. So you're There's some see, pretty good actors in there, but... Yeah, who cares? Yeah. And it's, it just looks terrible. It, everything looks garbage. Um, I, it, like, has this... I don't know if this is like an Apple thing, but they're, sometimes their movies have this like just fake like saccharine shine on them that I hate. This like plastic feel. That's what Argyle looks like. Probably because everything feels like it was shot on a soundstage and nothing was actually shot on location and nobody went outside. Mm-hmm. So that, that was terrible. Um, the most popular list that's linked to this Argyle movie is titled Trailers I See in the Theaters That Make Me Think... I will kill myself if I have to see this trailer one more time. <laughs> yes, and I've been to the movies a lot recently, and it plays before every single movie I'm going to. No matter but like Henry Cavill, Bryce Dallas Howard, Sam Rockwell, Ryan Cranston, like Catherine, Catherine O'Hara, like Samuel Jackson. This is like, a paycheck whoa. movie. This yeah. is a these people took a paycheck from Apple because Apple's willing to just also write massive checks. We both know Dua Lipa's in that movie for one reason. Because you can say you had Dua Lipa in your movie. Yes, and I I think. Other reasons, <laughs> not for her acting, but she I don't know. She's Barbie. I guess she wasn't. But I was like, she's not. She's she doesn't have much she's of in, a acting. She's in Barbie for like half a second. No, she's yeah. A couple movies made. It's another celebrity that you can cram in there and make a famous person. Like, oh, people will know who this yeah, is. You exactly. Know? And the other worst one I saw was The Flash, which is yeah. In yeah. The Flash, um, he catches babies in microwaves during one yeah. sequence. Oh yeah, he like puts them in the microwave. The movie's for... also two and a half hours long. Oh my gosh. Um, Michael Keaton beating people up was cool. Yeah. And that was it. But we saw that in the trailer. Like three minutes. Yeah. And we saw most of that in the trailer. <sighs> so that was terrible. So those are the worst things. That there I were there were some bad moments, I will say. Poor moments. I think for me, through, flying through these, like Meg 2, Cocaine Bear, Megan, Cocaine Bear was Renfield, bad. 65. I, not great. Renfield was 65 was so boring. That was such a disappointment. The new Transformers, I was disappointed in. Was not very good. So there were. Um, you had high expectations for the new Transformers movie? I mean, I grew up on those for those first three, bro. Those were fire. Mm, are they? I think you need to rewatch. One them. and two are good. That, nothing more. Good. No. One is decent. That's it. That's all I'm going to give you. I'm gonna <laughs> but give when you. Mark Wahlberg enters that. <sighs> oh, yeah. Where they have the five minute scene where they have to explain why the 21 year old dating the 17 year old isn't actually a problem and isn't actually illegal. Yeah. That Magic Dragon song is pretty cool, though. Um, I don't remember which one goes with. I'm not going to sing it. Okay. Um, but uh, <laughs> all right, let's so, talk yeah. about let's talk about movies that are good. Yeah, let's bring our spirits back okay. up. Well, How do you want to do this? I think we just go five to one, and sure. then uh, we're we're going to ruin each other's list. This is this is the problem with this um, is that we're going to uh, have a lot of crossover. 
I right now over under three and a half movies the same. You're taking the under or the over for us. Our top fives. Under. You're taking the under. Yeah. You must have some surprises coming because I don't yeah. think so. I really liked Indiana Jones. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's not making a list. I'm All right, kidding. David. Fifth best movie. Oh, yeah. I'm still thinking too because it's like okay, qual like you know I have my ranked movies of like this I like this movie more, but for mm-hmm. the sake of the list on the podcast, yeah, is it best or is it favorite? What are we What are we saying best as? Are we saying best is like best to us or best? I think best to us. Best to us. But then that's another can of worms of whatever way we think best is to us, right? You but know, certain things you're gonna like more than I like, and vice versa. Yeah. So okay, five, David. I'm, I'm making you make a pick. I'm gonna throw a curveball. I'm just actually gonna bump this movie up. Uh, the Killer, David Fincher. Love it. You are my guy, my kindred spirit. Um, this this actually is seven right now on my list, but just last second I was like, I give me The Killer. Um, directed by David Fincher, um, starring Michael Fassbender, and I guess Tilda Tilda Swinton. She was in there. But it's a Michael Fassbender movie, um, and I just love it. It's quirky. Uh, it's detail oriented. And uh, it's it's a fun like spy assassin thriller. We talked about this on our pod of like, oh my gosh, my, one of my favorite things was like just the cool spy things that you do of like throw the backpack off the bridge, throw yes. the jacket in the trash composter, the, the sniper very carefully. And- it's just like little stuff like that. I was like, I could I could be a spy, you know. So like I, I liked it. Um, I still think this movie's hilarious. By the way, it's funny. I don't know yeah, why people don't think it's funny. <laughs> Well, and this could very easily, even without a director or someone else writing, like Ugh. it could have been awkward, funny, or like, why are you trying to be funny? But I think David Fincher just does it in a, in a very good way. That, yeah, um, uh, yeah I'm, I'm putting that at five. I got to edit my list because I literally just made that change. So I have it at six. So okay. So it's just missing for me, um, but I'm so glad that you put it on there because I did want to talk about it. I I really think that this is a just an achievement by Fincher and also like a, it showcases that just because you're like a great director doesn't mean you always have to make your like magnum opus like epic every year mm. like because we got that a lot this year with movies that we're I'm 100% certain are going to be on our list two movies three movies maybe mm-hmm. that are definitely going to be on our list that are like these big sweeping like statements on the filmmaker themselves yeah. I think this movie is about David Fincher I, I think that's a very clear reading of it he's a known perfectionist and this movie is about a perfectionist who can't make everything perfect mm. But yeah, I think it's fine to make a smaller movie. Like I don't. Everybody was like, "Oh, this is small. Like this isn't. This isn't as like vast and sweeping as something mm-hmm. like Fight Club or The Social Network or Seven. Like yeah. yeah, it's okay to make a small movie as long as it's David Fincher making a small movie. Yeah, every That's single great. movie doesn't have to be three hours and make right. seven hundred million dollars. Right. Like exactly. This is something clearly he's been wanting to make, and he's like, it may not be huge, but I had fun watching this and mm-hmm. uh, making this, and I think you can tell he had fun making it because mm-hmm. I had fun watching it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, five is the killer for me. My number five is going to be Anatomy of a Fall. Um, the French film that is pretty much certainly going to compete for Best Picture now won the Palme d'Or, which is um, just the top prize at the Cannes Film Festival. It's it's a very well-respected um, movie that I got the chance to see just because it was I live in Kansas City, and now I can see those kinds of movies. It is a French crime procedural whodunit. Um, oh, I forgot about this. I've been wanting to watch the this. The plot of this movie is that um, there is a family of three, a husband, wife, and a son, and the husband falls and dies. Dies from a fall in his house. And then the movie is about whether or not the wife did it at the end. But it's also about the whole their whole relationship. It bounces back from 
stories about them to going into the courtroom. And it does become largely a courtroom drama in the second half. Some of the like most impassioned speeches I've ever seen in a movie, great monologues. The prosecuting attorney is just going for it in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, also French court, you can just shout out opinions and not even just question the defendant at any point in time during anyone's testimony when, when you want. It's crazy. Do it's, you it's like there's no rules, essentially. Um, but it's a it's a, like a gripping whodunit. Um, and it's one that I think like is a real good conversation movie. Like, I'm really excited for you to see this. And I'm sure it's going to come to streaming before the Oscars just to get more eyeballs on it. But I'm excited for you to see it just because I want to talk about it because there's so many different things. It's two and a half hours, but it mm-hmm. does not feel but It's very entertaining. Yeah. It goes by very quickly. Um, but it's it's a movie that has a lot to say about marriage and about um, what makes a person evil, what makes a person guilty, what makes a person wrong. Um, and do those things necessarily make them a murderer? Mm-hmm. Um, and I... I amazing performances. Obviously, uh, Sandra Huller is the, the lead of this film and and she's the strongest, but a, a great child performance. Um, the little boy, Daniel, um, played by Milo Machado Grainer. I'm definitely not saying that right, but um, has a lot of difficult things he's asked to do in this movie, and he does them very well. Mm-hmm. I just think this is a movie, like, the more people see it, people are going to be like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, it was an easy, like, instant four stars as soon as I watched it. I want to rewatch it. I think it's a movie that's probably going to reward rewatches. So I'm excited to dive into it again. Yeah, I've never seen this in theaters. I actually forgot about it, but I, I, it's already on my watch list because I think after I left whatever movie I was watching, I added this because it looks really interesting. I even love the the poster. It's like really simple, but mm-hmm. you can. There's just a lot of tension mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and so no, I I for, completely forgot about this. And I yeah, I hope it comes out on streaming because it's definitely something I've been wanting to watch. Yeah. My number four. Um, is a movie that we probably forgot about. Um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Mm, I, you're right. I have mm-hmm. I have kind of forgotten about that movie since so much has happened yeah. since. Then. James Gunn's Goodbye uh, to Marvel, and man, it was it, it really good. Um, all of James Gunn's Marvel projects, I thought, were at the very least in, insanely just creative and and just well put together the music is of course always good and the visuals are impressive um second one is i'm lower on but i still think it's visually impressive and the music's wonderful performances were great here um and also a very very emotional um movie i would say outside of you know infinity war endgame maybe the most emotional marvel movie also the most violent one um i don't think we either of us were expecting no, um, yeah, there was a how lot. it just kind of Especially gory and violence animal. it would be. I don't yeah. know if I'll watch this again. It was good. It might be one of those. I really liked yeah. it, but I don't know if I'm going to watch it again because mm-hmm. it was that. It was that kind of harrowing. Honestly, but it's just so well made, and James Gunn just manages to bring out like good performances out of every single character. Because I mean, I thought Chris Pratt had one of honestly his best performances in the MCU in this mm-hmm. movie. Zoe Saldana, always good. Dave Bautista, always funny. And they actually tapped into like an emotional bit that I, I, I honestly, it works for me. Uh, Karen Gillan, um, so many. I mean, there, there's just so many actors in this and they all just always seem to do so well when James Gunn is directing. So yeah. uh, I really like this and I, I do want to rewatch it. But again, it's like, I, I, I don't know if I will because it is a heavy, heavy watch. So. I have a bad feeling that that's it, that that was like the end for Marvel. 
the, like the final like or not even a bad feeling i guess i just i feel like that might have been it mm-hmm. the way that um i think that movie kind of felt like a capstone mm-hmm. in a lot of ways for a lot of the stuff we had seen previously yeah and now there's reports that like actors are wanting out of their contracts that they have and they like don't and tom hiddleston's reportedly done with loki and like which as a show I haven't caught up on yet. I, I I've heard it's incredible. Though. I have completely fallen out though. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I'll get back. But out of all the stuff I've missed, I, I think I will, I will watch Loki season two because many people have said like, it is mind blowing. Well, and Loki, like the first season was one of the shows that I really actually enjoyed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it was great. I, Guardian, the original Guardians of the Galaxy is still my favorite MCU movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy so the tone good. of those films. I think James Gunn does a lot of things well um, in all of those movies, too. I'm not as high on. But yeah, I thought this was a great capstone, and, and you felt like it was an end. Mm-hmm. It, it, was a, it was a proper ending for a lot of those characters. Absolutely. So I enjoyed that. My number um, four is going to be another superhero movie, the only one that's really even close to being on my list. Um, and that is into the Spider Verse, or mm. sorry, across the Spider Verse, um, which also feels like it's so long ago. Um, yeah, this movie came out, but I don't want to like dampen how amazing it was when it came out. It's one of those universally like it's a, a beloved theater experience for me. I got the opportunity to see this with my friend TJ in IMAX. Um, and the just animation style, the story, like it's just this is it. This is exactly what animated films can be, and what superhero stories can be. Um, I think they built up so much goodwill with the audience in the first movie and just continued it on. Yes, there's maybe it would be higher if I felt like it was a complete. It, it's not a complete story. I don't know if that really bothers me as much as it does other people. But this definitely ends in like a. There's going to be a part two, but. I just, I really enjoyed everything about this from the vocal performances to the storyline. I thought the spot was a a fantastic villain for, for this multiversal story. And it's a multiversal story that doesn't feel exhausting. And Mm -hmm. all of the other ones do to me pretty much every other one besides this and everything everywhere all at once has felt exhausting to me. Anytime you talk about the multiverse and I just, I really think that this is probably as strong as it's going to get for superhero movies for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited to see what happens in the next one. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, as you guessed, my movie is also on this list. So I'll share my feelings whenever, whenever we get to it. Because it's not number three. Wow. Number three for me is probably on your list. I don't know. You can you can reveal that if you want or not. But number three for me is Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, it is on my list, yes. Just, what, came out a month? Mm, a month or two ago now. Directed by Martin Scorsese. Um, and yeah, loaded cast, Leonardo DiCaprio, Lily Gladstone. Notice I said her before I said Robert De Niro, Jesse Plemons. Yeah. Um, better win an Oscar. and another, this is actually, there's a, I just realized there's a theme on my top five list of like another, like really good, but just really heavy movie. Do I want to watch this again with just how deep and like mm-hmm. emotionally draining it is? Really, really good. Um, I also, I actually learned when they initially got this script, they were gonna do like a movie of like how the FBI was created and like a, the, an action-packed, yeah, like which would have been fun. But I think Leo and Martin quickly realized that they needed to tell a different story, and um, mm-hmm. I think it's short. You know, I think it, I think it went well. Um, I think 
it, it's doing just fine um, because Lily Gladstone with an incredible performance, Leo as always. Um, and yeah, uh, this movie worked for me. It was really long and I, I will rewatch this because I'm excited to, mm-hmm. you know, maybe see more and uh, pick up on stuff I, I maybe hadn't noticed before, but um, lots of process, but it's, it, that's a good thing sometimes. So yeah, yeah, I like this movie and it worked for me. I will share my thoughts whenever it comes up on my list. Um, my number three is going to be Barbie. Um, a movie that I think maybe has diminished slightly since I saw it in theaters in my eyes, but still uh, just a masterclass achievement from one of my favorite filmmakers. It's funny. It's um, incredibly poignant. It's uh, well directed, well acted, well written. There's some things that don't work as well for me. Honestly, the, like the Mattel Will Ferrell stuff is the weakest stuff mm-hmm. for me. But specifically, the like America Ferrera and Marco Robbie scenes are amazing. Ken is pure comedy. Like he's just Ken. one of the funniest characters I think in movies in the past decade. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one I look forward to. I think it's actually coming out on. Max. It just came out on Max today. Oh, it just I think dropped recently. I'm gonna watch it again. Um, I'm really excited to revisit it. I think it's. It has maybe been overshadowed by another film that um, is going to appear on my list later. Um, but I I truly do love this movie. And yeah. I think it's probably the least successful of Greta Gerwig's directorial movies. And that's in its number three on my best of the year list. Like, I just, I really, really enjoyed this. Um, and You're obviously ways, not talking box office wise. No, yeah. Because it made over a billion. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's going to give her a blank check to probably make whatever she wants because I, she is now, like, as much as you could say she was a household name to many people before, she is absolutely a household name now and is going on to direct the Chronicles of Narnia movies for Netflix. I really hope she just also writes her own movie and doesn't really adapt anything yeah. as well. And I hope she takes time to do that. I'm sure she will. But I, I just thought this was perfect um, in many respects and definitely in just like it sounds really corny. And I talked about this whenever we initially talked about it on the podcast, but like this is a movie that communicated a lot of things to me that I had not thought of in my daily mm-hmm. life. Um, and I think shined light on a few things that I needed to have shine light on it. And I, that, that's the purpose. And that's what great movies can do is they can also be wildly entertaining and teach you stuff. And I think Barbie is absolutely that. Um, so yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it and I'm excited to rewatch it. Yeah, honestly, I am too. Um, I just kind of felt awkward in my movie theater experience. Um, and I think I'm excited to watch this at home by myself or with Sophie, um, just not surrounded by like 70 like teenage girls or what, like, I don't know, for me, for some reason, I just kind of felt like uncomfortable in the theater experience. Um, and of course that's part of her point, I think also is part of like, maybe you should feel a little uncomfortable and that's, yeah. I think she did that well, but I am excited to rewatch this at home. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm excited. This is actually nine on my list, mm. um, behind a couple. I'm sure we'll I mean, run through a couple. Top 10. Yeah, it's definitely top 10 of the year. Yeah. And again, I'm rewatching them. I may, lift it I, you just never and know. i think this is the differences between us that we were talking about like this is just always going to be a movie i was going to like more than you mm-hmm. i think it's just you already kind of sound like i'm going to like i like the director i like the lead well, actor yeah, I, like, I, was, I like the message i'm going you but know. as it was ha- unfolding i was like oh yeah I, Come on. I feel vindicated yeah so vindication all right david um your number two my number two of the year is what you just talked about uh spider-man across the spider-verse um 
this is joins one other movie that I'll get to uh, as a five star movie for me. Um, this is I I just thought it was so 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 good. Um, really, what I, I agree with everything that you said. Um, performances were incredible. The visuals are just so insanely stunning. This is what animation can be at its peak. Um, this is what it should look like. And um, man, it's clear that the team was was cohesive because the performances and, and the plot and everything made sense and looked really good. Um, I don't have an issue with the ending. Um, I feel like, you know, any just iconic movie that has a sequel 20 to 60 years ago, I feel like no one like cared and you know, one freaked out, but I feel like today, maybe just with the instant gratification, we're like, we need the ending of a movie. Yeah. So I don't necessarily have an issue with the, with the, right. with the end of it because you know, in the nineties and the eighties, it was like, Oh, that was awesome. I can't wait to watch the next one. But I think even myself, it's like, well, I want to know how it ends, you know? Yeah. So for me, I don't think I have like an necessary an issue with that, but yeah. Number two, Spider-Man It's I think probably the best Spider-Man movie that's been made period. So no, I think I would agree with that statement. Um, my number two is going to be Killers of the Flower Moon. Mm. Um, <clears throat> Martin Scorsese made a three and a half hour movie about um, pretty much gen- the genocide of Native Americans yeah. um, through this lens of this one story. And yeah, it's it. There's some of the most disturbing scenes I think I've ever seen in a movie or, or in this movie. Um, but specifically the, I'm thinking of the murder of the mother at the beginning of the movie in broad daylight. Yeah. That was just heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, and just awful. Um, and I think he got, he did exactly what he wanted to. We talk about that a lot. It's like, that is the mark of a great filmmaker is if you can make the audience feel exactly what you want them to. And I think that he did with this movie. Um, I just, the, the expanse of it, the, um, the characters in it, the how lived in the movie feels, how much care he took in trying to portray this culture that he's not a part of. Um, and there's still people have had some issues with it. And, and he's agreed with a lot of the things and said, like, yes, this is not going to be a true representation because I'm not one of these people. And mm-hmm. only one of these people could give one. But nobody's going to give them $70 million to make this movie. Yeah. And someone will give it to me. He's so using the platform he has kind of to do it. Yeah. And I think that the commentary that he has at the end of the movie um, as well, when there's kind of the overview and it's explaining the story of, of what happens after the events of the movie and like this radio show format is also him commenting on like, and this is essentially what I'm doing just to a different degree, like mm-hmm. telling you everything that happens. Um, I, I expected it to be more of a procedural like crime movie and it was not. Um, it's just an American tragedy. And I mm. think it's one of the most effective ones that I've ever seen. Um, this isn't his last movie. I know that cause he's already said that he plans on still going, but this would be an excellent final movie if that's mm. what he was doing. Yeah, really. Um, yeah. and it, yeah, it's, it's not going to end on a pot. This movie does not make you feel good about really anything. No. Um, but I, it's important and it's somehow still entertained despite being, incredibly depressing yeah um and i i i already said it i believe lily gladstone should win an oscar for her performance mm-hmm. um yeah. and because i found myself in the scenes that she's not in and, and she can't be in part of the movie just because of the real life story yeah i found myself missing her presence and um missing her presence in a movie that has leonardo dicaprio and robert de niro and yeah. a jesse Plemons and a bunch of a yeah. score of other 
um, supporting actress. It's just, it's it, the banality of evil in this movie is portrayed so well. Um, I just really, really enjoyed this um, and can't wait to see it again. Mm-hmm. All right, David. We have the same number one. Really? You didn't think that was going to happen. I just put that together. I just realized that. It's the number one that I think probably is going to top, I would say, a majority of of people's year-end lists. Um, It's Oppenheimer. It's Oppenheimer. It's It's Oppenheimer. It's it's, always been. Wow. The more that I think about it, and I have seen it twice in theaters, uh, as has David, um, the more that I think that this might even be Nolan's best film, I hey, there's something just a little bit holding me back from making it five stars, and it might be the reverse recency bias that I have. That I believe, like a movie that just came out this year, there's no way I think it's a five star masterpiece. Mm-hmm. It's darn close. Um, how did he make this entertaining? Like I don't, I don't know. I, the, the best editing I, I think I may have ever seen in a movie. I mean, the the first hour and a half of this movie, from the time when you're seeing him you're seeing Oppenheimer as a young um, theoretical physicist in England all the way up to the Trinity test is like gripping your seat the whole time. You're so excited by how everything's moving. Yeah. It's so well done. I I don't know how a three hour movie about the creation of a bomb and really the focus of a scientist in his pursuit of making the bomb like is, is as entertaining and horrifying and tense as it is. Um, I, I can't, I cannot wait to watch this again. I I like dream about this movie of like being able to watch it again. Um, so they sold out of four Ks. Did you see that? Sophie's not happy with me because I think I guessed part of my my well, Christmas yeah, gift. It was pretty obvious. This, so, this is what you were going to be getting. Um, <laughs> as soon as I open that on Christmas, well, she just pranks me and I don't get it. But uh, I, I'm probably going to watch it as soon as I can. As soon as um, I open that gift, I do know it's coming back to theaters. Um, in January and probably will right before the Oscars. I would imagine they'll do a release again. Um, it's yeah. pretty common. Yeah, I think I'm but gonna, I'm gonna make a list of those. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is my number one. It's a perfect five. Coming out of the theater for the first time, I was like, yeah, that's a five star. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the farther I get from it, the more I think it is his best movie. Um, so I just are you putting it ahead of Interstellar? I think I might. Um, and may, I might maybe wait until I can see it again. But it's just so it's so beautiful. Um, and it's crazy how it works. just blows it blows me I, I don't know how he did it i knew i'd be excited and i think you can even attest to this i was excited but i don't think i even no. knew that i would be able to i would respond the way i, I just wasn't expecting this one of the most know? fun experiences that i had watching a movie this year was watching you watch oppenheimer mm. like i turned to you at a certain at certain moments um, i don't even know i was probably just jaw drops <laughs> you just had the like happiest look on your face that i think i've ever seen um, short of your wedding day. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It was right up, it was right up there. You're welcome. Um, it, was, it was right up there. I um, I am traditionally harsher on Nolan than you. Uh, mm-hmm. Nolan is your favorite director. He is not mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen a lot of people criticizing, just coming out and trying to come up with criticism from the movie, saying they didn't like the Trinity test, they didn't like other stuff. I don't enjoy the last um hour of the movie as much as i do the rest of it which i think brings it down just a little bit for me but what nolan is doing with the story is a master class yeah and um i'm just so glad that it worked yeah. i'm i'm just now i i mean we talked about oppenheimer a, a 
lot. So I don't know if we'll have any new things to share about it. But I'm just so glad that the Barbenheimer lived up to the hype. Like, can you, oh my can you believe that that actually happened? This was the most hype movie experience since Endgame. And I was like worried that one or both were not going to live up to their expectations. Yeah. And I think both exceeded their expectations. I think Oppenheimer is definitely obviously more critically successful. The Barbie was more commercially successful, but they lifted each other up. I mm -hmm. think both of those experiences just honestly made it. The, was that the, that might be the best week of moment of the year. It was definitely the best week of my year. Yeah. Like not even, not even close. That was, that was it. It was that. Mm -hmm. um, and, but just in like our culture amazing. and I think in general, yeah, I think it was the, the peak of the year honestly and if they keep re-releasing op uh oppenheimer it's made 951 million dollars it's probably gonna cross a billion they, they, they might be able to hit a billion because they, they, they were released it in um help me out millimeter um 70 millimeter so they released it in 70 millimeter but there's only like 22 countries in the and entire I think country it still went to like number three or four on the box office the yeah. weekend that it came out so yeah. now if it's coming out in just general theaters it's a lot more accessibility for people and i, I think it could they both get over a billion dollars. Especially when traditionally most people don't put out new movies in January because they don't do as well. Like that's it's probably why it's yeah. normally a dead season, which is why I'm assuming they're putting Oppenheimer out. But I, yeah, man, once once I watched this, this state this was at one for me on this list and I I, I knew it. there was it, no there's yeah. no doubt in my mind. Um and I didn't really I thought maybe killers could make a push for it, but I still think like the experience that I have with Oppenheimer is it's, it's just wild. Crazy. I remember us leaving the theater. We were both like we like sat in silence for like 15 seconds because we're just like, I think it's Whoa. definitely the best movie I've seen since 2019. Probably I'm trying in to theater or just in general in, in theaters. That's one of my best theater experiences ever. Cause I really like tar, but I think I like Oppenheimer more than Bro, I, like I should tar. make a letterbox list ranking best my best theater experiences. Theater. Low key. Really good one. Look, I can't believe I just used the term low key. Remember when we watched Dune together? Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Part two is going to be crazy. Yeah, you're, you're coming to Kansas City to watch that in IMAX, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. And she really wants to watch it. Yeah, good. Okay. She was actually upset as I was when they moved it. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that movie. I, I'm so excited. So yeah, yeah, I, that's that's crazy. That was our that was our list. rest of the year. What David? What just missed the cut for you? Real quick. Um. Sorry, Tom Cruise. That's uh, Mission Impossible. Dead Reckoning One was five, and it got bumped for me to six. Mm -hmm. Seven for me was Air. I really liked Air. Uh, that I worked for me. Forgotten about Air. It feels like so long ago. Ben Affleck directed, starring Matt Damon, Jason Bateman. Um, that worked well for me. John Wick at eight, Barbie nine, and then Talk to Me finished at ten. Mm. Um, and so, and I, a movie I just watched. We both just watched May December. Uh, that that was at twelve for me. So uh, yeah, yeah, May December was up there for me. Um, I also am going to put John Wick 4 up there. Mm -hmm. um, I really enjoyed John Wick 4 and Scream 6, although I don't know if Scream 6 is that high. May, December was 7. The Holdovers, which is a movie you haven't seen. Mm -mm. Uh, that's one of those I've seen in like the every single trailer. The Holdovers really, really good. Might become like a normal Christmas in the Christmas movie oh, rotation for okay. me. Um, I'm really glad I got to see that. And then this movie is not, it's, it's probably missing, just missing the cut on the top 10. Godzilla minus one is as good as people are saying it is. Uh, okay, I was wondering. Um, I was amazed by how like terrifying Godzilla was in that movie. Wow. Um, so I thought that was good. And then a, a smaller movie I want to shout out. Well, Asteroid City. I'm yeah. Also talk about Asteroid City, but a smaller movie. It's a rom-com, Rye Lane, which is on Hulu right now. It's a British rom-com. It's the best rom-com I've seen all year. Hmm. Um, and I really, really enjoyed it. And I haven't, it's like floating at like 11 right now. 
mm. probably for me. Okay. So, and I, I already talked about the killer. So, it's good. Yeah, Asteroid City was ten for me. Mm. Um, but no, I really do think this is the best movie year. Probably not I'd have to look at twenty nineteen. I mean, the but, top is just like loaded. Like you have like three. You have three great directors making like their masterpieces, yeah. I think. Um, and then on top of that, you also have movies sprinkled in like The Killer and May, December and um, Asteroid City. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I'm actually, I need to revisit Asteroid City, I think, because I Same. wasn't as high on it um, as you were whenever we watched it first. And I'm a big West guy. Yeah, that's a one that I think it's even available, but that's definitely one I want to revisit. Yes. Yeah. It's, we love Wes and we are both, I mean, I liked it more, but we were both kind of like, interesting. Like, I got to process that for like two weeks. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's on Prime. So, yeah. So, yeah. All right. One last question. Okay. What movie disappointed you the most? It's a very good question. Um, and I can't use I can't use a movie that I used for my worst movie of the year. Let's uh, let's see. I mean, a movie you were thinking was going to be good and then just yeah. Wasn't. Scrolling through here real quick. Because I have mine. Uh, why don't you go ahead then? Napoleon. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I just didn't really like the execution of Napoleon. Um, I thought that it was, he was trying to cram two movies worth of stuff into one movie. Mm. And uh, Napoleon at court and Napoleon at battle were two sometimes interesting moments, but I feel like it just, we, I, and we made so many time jumps. This is the problem when trying to tell the life of like a character like that, a birth through death story. Mm-hmm. it's just too much yeah you know and, and and it's too much and i don't care about the historical inaccuracy part honestly i don't really give a crap it's a movie it's a movie um i don't think anybody's going to napoleon thinking that's how history actually happens but like trying to cover that much ground in someone's life it's just it didn't yeah. really work for me so yeah i was really disappointed by that because i really like really scott yeah um for me uh honestly i kind of forgot about this movie but knock at the cabin in that Shyamalan. um i remembered even talking to you of like yeah i don't even know if i have high expectations but i feel like critics were actually kind of like this is pretty good it's the best like, reviewed in that movie in a long time and i i remember watching it and kind of at the out you know waiting for the twist but you just what is it going to be we don't know yet and i kind of remember like kind of underwhelming um with twists that happened which which kind of stinks um because whenever you your directing style is like, okay, he's, I, I, I like twist. the twist. Well, when that's a disappointing thing, then it disappoints the whole movie. So I was kind of hoping for more because I, I liked everything up into that. I thought Dave Bautista did a really good job. He's looking good outside uh, MCU and mm-hmm. some of these other performances uh, were, were really good. Um, and so it was kind of disappointing with, with that ending twist. Um, so yeah, I was hoping for more there, especially once you get into that movie, you're like, okay, this could be pretty good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that's probably that, that for me. So Overall, though, a good year. Really, really has been. Good year, movies. We still have actually have like a lot coming out the last two weeks too. Mm -hmm. So that could make. I'm, I, the Iron Claw has been one of my most anticipated movies of the year, and it's coming out next weekend. I'm seeing. There you go. Poor things. The Yorgos Lanthimos movie that we've all been seeing so many trailers for is Mm -hmm. getting rave reviews. Excited for that to actually open wide. It's already in some theaters, but not very many. Yeah, excited to see Priscilla. Um, which has been out. Wonka just dropped in theaters. Wonka which is I think it'll also be fun. getting really good reviews too. It's like really? the next Paddington is what it's being referred to as. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I, we we both know how good Timothy is. It's just yeah. around him. What is what will that look like? Yeah. So I am and curious. It's a musical, so for me, um, you watched a musical last year that you were like, "Hey, West Side Story." Stop! It's Steven Spielberg just directing it. It's a little different. That's true. Um, and 
Aquaman 2, which everybody's excited for. I'll wait for streaming. They're saying it's going to make less movie, less movie, less money than Blue Beetle did. Hmm. Which actually looks pretty good compared to the DC movies I watched this year. Yeah, Blue Beetle was still not good. No, it wasn't. But, uh, you know, we, we don't want to end this pod on a, on a sour note, though, because it's been a very good week, year of movies. And um, really, we deserve that just after COVID and after the industry being hit and getting direct to streaming, getting on scene, one scene, location, stuff like that. We deserve the, the good year that it was. So that'll keep going as we get to the new year with Dune and, and stuff. So hopefully we get more. Yeah. But yeah, this has uh, been the week. 15 of the NFL preview and then obviously what we just talked about our top five movies of the 2023 year um Nathan and David here chilling out in person uh, I just feel the vibe feel much better uh, Prime and Bill come on stop <laughs> it that's so good on that note we'll talk to y'all later bye